Magic Club. Together, we'll discover inspirational stories of creative entrepreneurs living out their dreams, doing the work they are most passionate about, and building wealth in magical and fun ways. While building a six-figure income as a writer and coach, helping other women to launch their dream businesses, I've connected with so many incredible people and seen it proven again and again that you can thrive financially doing whatever it is you are passionate about. I'm here to share life-changing strategies for mindset, making money, and reaching more people with your work in a business and life filled with creativity, freedom, and fun. Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode. I am very excited to introduce you to the incredible Kate Juniper, who is a life and book coach for women and femme writers, as well as a renowned editor for traditional Canadian publishers, including the House of Anansi and Vagrant Press. She's the founder of Juniper Editing and Creative, a boutique all-female coaching and editing house devoted to empowering women writers to believe in the beauty and purpose of their creative dreams and to go after them powerfully. Hi, Kate. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, darling. Thank you so much for having me. So Kate is amazing. I'm so excited for you to meet her. We got to, we, she's another internet friend of mine. We got (laughs) the privilege of getting to meet up with in person in Montreal when I was back there. Also, she's from England, as you can probably tell from her voice. And we have very similar journeys. So I know that you'll resonate with her and her work. Um, So please tell us, Kate, how did you get to doing the work that you do today? Mm, It's been a journey of many trials and errors, for sure. Um, But I started, I mean, you know, in school, it was all about books for me. That was really where I... I shone and where I found, you know, the most fun and joy and escapism from school. You know, I loved stories and I was um, a natural born uh, critic and um, kind of handler of stories. So I did the usual kind of like, you know, degree in literature at university and my first big job. I ended up being a, an English high school teacher in uh, an international school in, in the Middle East, in Europe, in the United Arab Emirates. So I was there for three years. I was, you know, getting into the real nitty gritty of grammar, of um, of essay structure with these kids, of really teaching them um, their own critical processes. And so, you know, basically every job Um, I had after that, including through my master's degree, which was also in literature. um, I just, it just kept coming back to editing. Whatever I, what other stuff I was supposed to be doing in my role, I also was the editor. Um, And so I I did that for a long time without really thinking of it as as something that I wanted to do long-term. I was editing, you know, for a while, I was editing uh, encyclopedia entries in wow. uh, for Routledge Pub Press, and you know it's very it was it was interesting, it was engaging, but it was definitely not something that I thought of doing long term. And then um, I and I got a job at a publishing house and realized that I could edit manuscripts. And the first time I actually heard the word manuscript, it was like a full body, like just it felt like something inside me just woke up. Um, and to realize that before a book was a book, it was a manuscript. It was something to be handled. It was something to be 
um, developed and really, uh, you know, creatively and messily so. Um, and that's really what drew me to realize that editing was not just something that I was, you know, I was good at the crossing of the T's and dotting of the I's, but something that I could really, really love. And, um, and so I started my business based on, uh, you know, based out of that, out of wanting to be in the process with the, with the authors, because I had been basically previously managing a team of editors. So I got to see them doing it. And I just thought, you know what, I want to do this for myself. Um, and as you know, I've been in business six years now, very quickly, I realized that again, in addition to creatively helping a person develop their manuscript, there was so much emotional weight to this process of creating something, of developing something, of putting it out into the world, whether to that first person, that editor who's going to give you their professional, um, you know, critique or the world. And that's where it was one of those moments where, you know, a lot of coaches, business coaches will say, you know, what's the thing that you are inherently good at and that you love and you're probably not charging for, right? Like this is the thing that makes you different and you probably just take it for granted. And so you're adding it on top of this, this thing that you do. And that was when I realized, okay, yes, I'm an editor. Yes, I love stories. Yes, I love being in that process. But more than that, I love the the connection and the emotional support and guidance I can provide to this creator of this story. Um, And that journey has kind of matured over six years. And here I am now as the book coach. So I actually help women write their books from scratch, from the beginning. And even previous to that, um, with my online program, I'm kind of giving women the tools to really embody the writer and the author that they want to be and maybe hope, but, but are afraid that they're not. It's amazing. And it is, it's such a, it's such an emotional process writing and like getting to write a book. Um, not that I've, I mean, I haven't published. I've written half a book, which is like on the shelf. But I've hey, we, we a lot of a lot more of us have written half a book than have written a whole book. Right, but I've yeah. been I've been through. You know, I've seen clients go through that process, and you know, just obviously understanding that writing process for myself of like the resistance that shows up between you having the idea and the desire to like putting your butt in the chair and putting the words on the page. So mm-hmm. I'm really curious to hear from you, like what are some of the key pieces of that transition moment where that's, that people go through when they're like thinking of writing a book to actually beginning to write their book? Mm. I mean, for my clients in deciding to work with me, it's really a leap of faith. It's something that they've tried to do on their own before and haven't been able to sustain. Um, there's so many reasons why that might happen. And a lot of them are systemic. A lot of them are just, you know, ambient conditions within our culture and ambient influences that affect the way that what we expect from ourselves and how much pressure we put on ourselves. 
Um, there's so many ways to feel defeated and be discouraged and not get started in the in your book writing process. For those who decide to work with me, it's that leap of faith, right? It's that leap of faith that we take when we decide to work with a new coach or we decide to invest in ourselves in a big way where we know that we're capable. We know that if we have the right support, the right structure, the accountability and the guidance and we just show up, then we're going to do this. We're dedicated to doing this. But it is, it takes a great deal of trust. And it's scary to make that kind of decision for ourselves. So, yeah, I mean, I think that for me, that's the main, it's that leap of trust, that faith um, that really gets you started. Right. And I think that's the challenge with creative projects is, you know, because we all experience resistance when we're doing something new or we're starting something that we haven't done before you know we have like imposter syndrome fears about being good enough um you know like logistical things in terms of like not knowing how to do things or how long Mm -hmm. something is going to take and how to fit that into our life and our priorities but I feel like with writing there's this like whole other layer of resistance that comes Mm -hmm. to you just for the fact that it's so deeply personal and it's connected to your heart and it's connected to your soul and it just takes you to that deeper layer of vulnerability of Mm -hmm. you know fear of exposure or fear of tapping into something that's like an uncomfortable truth about yourself and you know there's usually like an impulse that's driving us that is Mm -hmm. so deeply personal um so I'm curious like what are some of the, you know, like the hurdles or like the strategies that um, that you've seen really support people to, to get over that hump? Mm-hmm. Um, firstly, I'll say that this, the, the process of writing a novel in particular or a memoir, something book length, you know, it's so, it's so big. It's, it's, you know, my, my program's limited to a six month process, but, you know, if without that kind of a structure, it, you know, it could be a years long process. There's so much shadow work in this process of writing a book because you might have a completely, um, a completely Im- imagined fictional character set up plot world. And still you will realize at some point in this process that your subconscious is showing you things that you have not been able to or ready to process and deal with um, until now. It really is like such an, a mysterious process. Um, again, where this trust comes in, like of just showing up and letting that kind of channel through and trusting that your subconscious is often weaving together a story or form that your, you know, logical brain, your the front of your brain is is not capable of grasping. Um, and so in terms of you know what the the tools that we use, I think. The thing that I I most want to impart, not just to my clients, but also to any listeners out there who are thinking of writing their book right now, is that we expect it to be hard. We expect it to be so hard that we probably can't do it. And that is honestly the most limiting and problematic issue of the entire endeavor, is that we expect it to be hard and therefore we allow it to be harder than it has to be. So one of the things that I work with my clients right away on is 
kind of how do we shed some of these layers of expectation that you have to bleed to make this thing work? And that's, you know, that's the law that we've been brought up with, this very, you know, able-bodied white male kind of legend that you have to sit at your typewriter and bleed whilst drinking a scotch and smoking a cigar (laughs) with some, you know, with a rifle behind you on the wall (laughs) in order to be a legitimate writer. The reality is, you know, this process needs feminizing. It needs making more accessible, more loving, more amenable to your actual life. Um, because if it's not, then it does feel impossible and it will be impossible for most of us. So right off the bat, we work on, okay, like let's really take stock of everything that's going on in your life. My writers, we writing a book in six months, they're moving, they're getting married. They have a brand new baby. This is not like, you know, they don't have acres of land and silence in a, in a, you know, in a little hut somewhere to write their book alone. Like, again, that's just not realistic and it's not fiscally possible for most of us. So it's really taking the whole process off the pedestal and allowing for the fact that this can be fun as you do with your clients. This can be easy. This can be like a joy ride where you allow your critical mind, that inner critic who is just, you know, is incessant for, for many of us to, you know, we, to sit in the dry, in the passenger seat basically and be quiet so that we can allow the, the, the kind of the very magical and mystical process of creation to come through us without ourselves getting in the way. So good. So good. I love it. And I'm curious for you, um, like what's your relationship with your writing projects? Like, do you have one main one that you're focused on? Do you have like a few side ones? How do you kind of navigate, um, you know, your process with what to focus on and like how many, you know, how many projects you sort of allow yourself to have? So you're asking me as the writer as opposed to the yeah. writing coach. This is yeah. funny. Okay. So I, uh, I laugh with my husband about this a lot. I, I do not follow my own practices and guidance um, beyond the daily rituals, routines, and practices for my own well-being and my own creative kind of consistency. Um, I think of my own writing practice as it's a spiritual practice for me. It's kind of a devotional practice. And so I'm very, and also one where Whilst I am writing and I have ideas for books and I pr- I follow them, I've never personally felt myself in ready to place myself in the position that my clients are ready to place themselves into my hands. So I am I'm rebellious when it comes to my writing practices. I am, you know, I have a few kind of different projects on the go and I work seasonally for myself. You know, I'm a very, uh, a seasonal creator and seasonally, you know, my, I want to align my energetics to the season that I'm in both in my life and in, and, and in, um, in my business year and, and all of the rest of it. So I love winter for going inward, whether that be by creating and writing or, just by journaling, by studying, um, and kind of doing that kind of more spiritual practice. 
Um, so, you know, my, as my advice to all writers is to do what feels right for you and not to be hard on yourself for not hitting a writing goal, a word count goal, a deadline goal. Again, you know, we're, 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 we're kind of, we're kind of raised to be the, the kind of, um, the taskmaster of our own creative output. You know, so many of my clients, when they come to me, they feel like their problem is that they're not being productive enough. They're not being disciplined enough. They are not applying more force to the situation. And a lot of my writing practice, my spiritual and business practices in the past few years have really been an undoing of that kind of rigidity and those kinds of rules and those kinds of assessments and judgments of myself. Um, you know, that is the graduate of a very strict English or girls school. Um, I was raised to believe our success were, you know, were the necessary tools for success. So yes, I kind of practice radical creativity in my own life where no rules apply. I do this as a means of communicating with myself, with whatever higher power you you may believe in, um, and really practicing open curiosity and um, and really, yeah, honing my own sense of my own intuition in those in those realms. Yeah, and I think I mean that is just is the definition of creativity, isn't it? And it's like when you when we when we lay it out like that, it's like. Well, it's not surprising that like being the hard taskmaster hasn't worked because that's kind of <laughs> the opposite of creativity. And, like I do feel that in, like is partly, you know, the legacy of like St- Stephen Pressfield's The War of Art. And, you know, there's mm-hmm. definitely like some truth to it. Like you do have to like put your ass in a seat and like take action mm-hmm. to put words on a page. But um, I feel like Elizabeth Gilbert kind of like counteracts that idea of like the art is a war and like it can be a flow like it can be fun it can be easy and um yeah I love how you describe that thank you yeah I think you know with as with all things in life it's not one thing creating creativity writing a book it's all the things all the Mm -hmm. time and we get a lot of the time we get we get caught up in this binary thinking of like, well, now it feels difficult. So therefore it is difficult and hard. And, and now it's no longer fun. Whereas, you know, in reality and truth, our world is neither good or bad. It are, we are neither successful or unsuccessful. We are all things at all times. And we deny ourselves a lot of our own power and agency by trying to fit ourselves and our experiences into these boxes of positive and negative, you know, push, pull, hard and easy. Um, So it's, yeah, it's, again, it's this really about that getting comfortable with the uncertainty of all things, Um, which is why it's become so apparent to me in my life, in my business, in my own, you know, creative practices that all these things are one spiritual path for me and for, you know, to, to greater or lesser degrees for my clients in their own realms. It's really about your own journey to find a sense of stability in a very unstable world. 
I could talk to you about this all day. Thank you so much for coming on. I love this conversation so much. And for anyone who's interested in learning more about uh, what you're up to and where they can find you, please let us know. Yes. So you can find um, find me on Instagram at Juniper Literary. You can sign up for my at-home retreat, um, which is a really um, kind of in-depth and really mindset-based um, workbook called The Ambitious Writer's Guide to Realizing Dreams. Um, you can find that at juniperediting.com forward slash ambitious. Um, and during this month of April, we're also um, in the midst of a launch for the next um, Ambitious Authors Mastermind, which is the group version of my one-on-one six-month book writing program. So come find me. Amazing. Definitely go and check her out. Thank you so much, Kate, for joining us. And thank you everybody for watching. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you. For more inspirational content, head over to my website with and please support the show by liking, commenting, and subscribing.